1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peter Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Thorne Dickerson, Pat Bostick, Austin Bechtold. We got odds and ends. We got to play some music there, Bechty. It's coming.
3: Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. 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 You know, we love odds and ends so much. We always need a little bit of a build up. Because we're building up to the Super Bowl, so there we go. You know what time it is. Odds and ends.
2: Every Friday. This is a different version because you don't have any NFL football. We have the Super Bowl next week. Next weekend, no hockey. We have the NHL All-Star Game. So I had to pick some interesting facts here. There's some facts. There's some questions. So we'll just get after it. Duke, North Carolina, this weekend. Who do you guys got? Duke, North Carolina, one of the biggest rivalries in all of sports. Basketball, Duke, North Carolina, who you got?
4: Yeah,
3: Carolina, the Dean Dome.
4: Carolina Tar Heels. This is Carolina's year to win the ACC. Such a talented team. I like Elliott Cadeau. How about Harrison Ingram, number 55? He's been fantastic for the Tar Heels. Uh, Carolina's like my team away from Pittsburgh that I like to root for in the ACC. Give me the heels.
2: Yeah, I, I like North Carolina. I think that there, as a kid growing up in that day and age, and um, you know the, the, the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a kid in, in my school that uh, liked basketball, like college basketball that didn't have North Carolina gear. Yeah. And there was, every, you know, every, there there was those one-offs that would wear Duke, but most of the kids that I grew up with, we all wore North Carolina because of the Tar Heel blue and uh, the great colors, but and all the great players that play there. So I'm going to go with North Carolina this weekend over Duke. Does Sidney Crosby score a
4: goal in the All Star game? Yes, he scores two. What?
3: Whoa, Becky. Sidney Crosby is
4: going to the All-Star game because if he scores, one.
3: If he scores one, he stops. He doesn't play anymore. He's done. You think he's done?
4: One, it represents the Penguins, and it's Sidney Crosby having to continue to go out there, even though he doesn't need to, and show he's still top five player in the world.
2: Hmm. Yes, Sidney Crosby does score a goal. He scores a goal in the game. Just one goal, not two goals, just one, and then he kind of sits back and uh, enjoys the festivities of playing in the game with all the other best NHL players in the All-Star game. Will Bill Belichick do TV this coming football season?
3: He shouldn't, but he will.
4: Yes, he will. I don't know if it'll be necessarily like Sunday, NFL Sunday, CBS, whatever, or on Fox, but he'll be involved one way or another. NFL Network, his own podcast with Saban, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. He will.
2: I, I 100% think he will and what people don't know is the way that he portrays himself to the media and whenever you watch his press conferences he's the total opposite whenever the cameras are off. He's dry, he's funny, he cracks jokes. He has he does have a personality and I think that that would be that would come through. Uh I I don't think he like we talked a couple of days ago him being on the sidelines. We were joking as a sideline reporter, but he could definitely be a pre-game, halftime, post-game uh type guy with, you know, Bill Cower and and uh some of those guys on that uh, that podium there. So I definitely think that we will see Bill Belichick on TV breaking down NFL football this coming season. Rolling into the next one,
4: will Nick Saban do TV this year?
3: 1,000% yes. Mm.
4: <sighs> Pat took my answer. 1,001% and it'll be on College Game Day. 2,000% yes. He's definitely cut out for it.
2: No uh, doubt, he's He'll definitely so cut good. out for it. He, he was so he was on a couple times before, wasn't he? He'll
3: be so, he, he was going on McAfee every yeah.
2: week. Yeah, and his commercials are good too. Like he just he no, gets he's it. He's he got, gets he's, it.
3: Got, he's got he's got that. He well,
4: knew he was going to do this, yes. and that's why he went on McAfee. Continued just to build up his little persona and start to get a feel for TV. It's
2: exactly why this guy was on McAfee's show the other day too, and you know you don't really see him do interviews that much, but. He wanted to probably get out there, and he knows that this is the path to getting people ramped up to get to a point where they're excited to see him. Tom Brady, will he be any good in the booth?
3: Yes, he'll be very good.
4: He'll be fine at first and then mold himself into something good, unlike Tony Romo, who was great at first and now is not good. I think he's
2: going to be absolutely fantastic, has an insane work ethic, but the question that I was thinking in my mind, and Pat McAfee brought it up to him, like what prep is he doing now to get ready for TV, like Tom Brady, all he knows is football and, you know, he's going to be really good at this. And it sometimes it does take time to to adjust, but I was thinking, I'm like, what prep does he actually do to get ready to be a color analyst, drink
3: kale shakes, (laughs) probably some dry runs, probably Mm -hmm. some, you know, mock games, um, stuff like that. I think, you know, the timing, uh, you know, when to get in and out, all those things are, are, those are acquired skills
2: when, or, or excuse me. When it's all said and done, and thinking about the Penguins' season this year and how Sidney Crosby's playing at a high level, playing in the All-Star game this coming weekend, when it's all said and done, will Sidney Crosby play for another NHL team?
3: No.
4: Never. No chance. The Penguins would never let that happen. I don't think Sidney Crosby would ever want that to happen either.
2: I think if something happens to Sullivan, if they go into a different direction, I think that he will play for another team.
3: You think he's that loyal to Sullivan? Yes. Hmm.
2: Or or his or his comrades. If something happens to Letang or Malkin, I think that he'll look around and be like there's nobody here outside of maybe Gensel. There's nobody here that I can connect to. Nobody.
4: Nothing. 99%
2: chance he doesn't. I think I think he might and that'll be very 1, tough to
3: watch. 1000% chance he doesn't.
2: Very tough to watch. I got a question for you. Question. Marvin Lewis just got hired by the Raiders. Yep. As the assistant coach. He's assistant head coach. Assistant head coach, he is uh, with the Raiders underneath Antonio Pierce. What high school did Marvin Lewis go to?
3: I got no clue. Is it in Pittsburgh?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is in Pittsburgh. I didn't know we had to pull up the trivia music once well, again, I, Doran. I, just, I said I had a question.
2: I have two questions actually.
4: <sighs> is he from like the North Hills, South Hills area? He's from
2: like he's probably from fifteen minutes where I grew up.
4: Like we border. Hmm. So, okay, so he's over there by West A. I'm horrendous at geography. Port Cherry. Good call. Wow. Pat. All right, Pat. Uh, did you look did. that up?
3: No, I swear to God. Look, I'm looking at NHL Skills Challenge. Pat's oh my over
2: there at Bibbin.
3: Look, look at my screen. Aiden, you-
4: he did. He oh, did. That's no. a good, good call. Home of the Whippoorwill Champs. Good. Yes, the Whippoorwill Raiders. Raiders.
2: I just saw a video that uh, their head coach just posted. Uh, James Franklin's. Uh, helicopter just landed on their high school football field to recruit the
3: Fly the back kid. to state college yeah
2: yeah what Matt Sieg yeah Sig yeah really good SIG. Yeah, very the, the, good player very good very good he probably will go to Penn state. I think his parents are from that area so I think they're big Penn fans so he will go there but good on him he's a good player since 1886 how many Punxsutawney Phils have there been since 1886 <laughs> 11 17 there has been One. One Punxsutawney Phil, and that's what they go with every single time that you travel up there. Every single time that they're asked about the question, they stick to it. They say that there's only one, but there's really been like 190.
4: Oh, he's got the magic dust on him, the eternal groundhog? There's
2: been one. Here's some fun facts. Mike Shanahan coached Ed McCaffrey and won a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos 25 years ago. You fast forward, obviously, 25 years later from there. Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan, is coaching Ed McCaffrey's son, Christian McCaffrey, in the Super Bowl. That is a fun fact, which means and tells me that the football gods will vault the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. That is what I am predicting. One more fun fact. There's never been an Alabama draft pick to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl outside of a quarterback. Ever. And that will continue this year because there's no Alabama skilled players or defensive players that can score a touchdown.
4: I did see that, and I was stunned by it. Stunned. Doesn't look good for the fortunes of Najee Harris, potentially, for the Steelers. But well, maybe he could change it. Maybe he can be the one to break it.
3: Just, like, just like Patrick Mahomes is going to break that little family tree between <laughs> Shanahan and McCaffrey and win his third Super Bowl. Football gods, man. Do you believe in football gods? I do, and I think they're squarely on the home side. Oh, Because Andy Reid's retired, I also think the stripes are on Patrick Mahomes' side, too. The The stripes.
4: They're shining down on Brock Purdy right now, man. Redemption tour for Purdy after getting hurt last year in Philly. Oh,
2: my goodness. Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, He's tough.
4: He's tough. All right, that's odds and ends. Good
2: stuff. I had to pick that from someone. I mean, that was tough. This is the toughest odds and ends I'd had to do. I mean, obviously, no football this weekend and no hockey. There's nothing to really pull from. But we got it done. That's what we do. Fort Cherry, Pat. You've looked that up. Swear to God I didn't. You looked
3: up. Swear to the Lord. Okay. All
2: right. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Peter King spoke to Cook & Joe yesterday, and we're going to hear from Peter King on why he thinks Arthur Smith is a good hire by the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll hear that next, but first, a back headline.
4: NFL Pro Bowl on Sunday. The skills competition was last night from Orlando. It's also All-Star weekend for the NHL. Skills competition tonight. All-Star game with Sidney Crosby representing the Penguins is tomorrow from Toronto. Headlines are Power by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 93.7thefan.com.
0: He believes in doing what works. He's not going to try to force his
2: philosophy. If, if he finds that... Najee Harris is not good being used all over the map. He's not going to do it. And if he finds that Friar is not Jonu Smith, well, he's not going to force that. So I liked Arthur Smith. I really, really like him as an offensive mind.
0: Uh, so I like the hire.
2: That's Peter King talking to Cook and Joe yesterday about liking the hire of Arthur Smith. Fantax line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you, Pat, there's offensive coordinators who have, and are stuck in their offense. And like, they, they go to teams and they, they put it on the table. This is my offense. And you have to play within my offense. And then there's offensive coordinators that are like, okay, I'm going to alter and adapt my offense to my personnel. And, you know, personally, I know that that's what Arthur Smith is about. There are people out there upset right now about Arthur Smith saying that he's one dimensional. He likes to run the football, uh, not going to push the ball down the field. He does it this way. And and, and, and we want to see, you know, the offense open up and score points and throw the ball. Uh, he he hasn't even stepped foot here in Pittsburgh. And people are already rushing the judgment of, of what type of offense he's going to run. The smartest offensive coordinators and smartest coaches adapt to their personnel. And I expect Arthur Smith to do that knowing that I know that it was enticing for him to have Najee Harris and to have Jalen Warren. I mean, that could be a foundation, but to sit here and think that he can't alter and adapt his offense and evolve his offense to something else and whatever his playmakers are, playmakers are, is absolutely insane to me.
3: Yeah, you know, we, we talked and, and you listen to the analysts and pundits talk about, you know, he's a, a wide zone, you know, he comes from that that mentality. You know, I'm reading articles about how McVay and Shanahan have evolved over the years, going from wide zone to running duo and power and counter and more gap schemes. So you have to assess your personnel. And any offensive coordinator worth you know their weight and salt is going to assess what they have, identify what they did well a year ago, try to hold on to that, you know, to create some carryover, and then sprinkle in how they think they can make this group improve. Right, is there a scheme? Is there a particular player that's not getting utilized the proper way or was put in a bad situation schematically from their standpoint? And I, I think that's what especially having been a head coach where you're looking at all the parts of the organization and obviously, you know, not succeeding in Atlanta, I think Arthur Smith is gonna be even more apt mm. to be open minded, having, you know, gone through some failure, you know, as a head coach. So I, I anticipate the puzzle coming together. Um, it's not what people wanted, but I think it's the right fit from the standpoint of who the Pittsburgh Steelers need to be to win in 2024.
2: With that being said, does it worry you that he isn't – he hasn't really been in the nature of developing quarterbacks, and especially young quarterbacks. And you see the Desmond Ritter situation. I mean, Tannehill, I I would give him credit for that, for the way Tannehill played during his time as offensive coordinator. But does that worry you? Because that was probably – you look at the, the checklist. I bet you that that was probably at the top of the checklist. Can we bring in an offensive coordinator that can get the most out of our quarterback position? And it seems like that that is not one of his highest attributes as a, as a coordinator.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, I do think that a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, that would have been something that I would have weighted heavily in the process. Um, but, you know, that's why there's a whole staff. You know, and we don't know what's going to happen with Mike Sullivan. Uh, Obviously, uh, we discussed with Jeff that, you know, don't anticipate he'd be back based on his interest in other jobs, but those jobs are filling up. And obviously, Mike Sullivan's coached a lot of quarterbacks in his career and has a good relationship with Kenny Pickett and obviously got a lot out of Mason Rudolph at the end of the year. But it is a group effort there. It needs to be a group effort there because, you know, Arthur Smith's background has been, you know, tight ends and otherwise. It hasn't been positionally the quarterback position.
2: What other position should be excited though? I mean, like, okay, so we have the running back position, and, you, and if you're Najee Harris and you obviously know uh, Derrick Henry real, real well, I don't, did they cross pass? No, they didn't cross pass in Alabama. No, um, but you know him real well, and you know that Arthur Smith likes to run the football, and he got the most out of Derrick Henry. What other position, skilled position, or even offensive line sh- should be excited about this hire? Um, I, I can I can sit here and say that if I was Pat Friermuth, I'd be very excited. Um, Knowing that he likes to use the tight ends and um, seeing that the production of tight ends whenever he was in Tennessee, but should George Pickens be excited? Sure. Should uh, Deontay Johnson be excited? Uh, Should this offensive line be excited that there probably is going to be a new regime? Probably going to keep your your coach, your individual coach, and Pat Meyer. But there's going to be a new dynamic to how they're going to play offense. Should these guys be excited about the hire?
3: Really, I, I think if you look at the, the Tennessee tenure, you're excited about the hire because it's not too vast a departure of what you've done. So there's carryover, um, especially that that internal unit, that offensive line unit, the running backs. You know, if if you're Kenny Pickett, you understand there's going to be a, a fundamental, you know, focus on running the football, which is going to create balance and opportunities for big plays. You know, if you watch A.J. Brown, if you're George Pickens, you're like, okay. If you watch John O. Smith, if you watch Delaney Walker, I mean, obviously, those skill sets are a little bit different than what Fire brings to the table, but still, there's an emphasis on the tight end position. Listen, the guy's had success. He, you know, he took guys in, in Tennessee, and, and they got better um, when he took over that offense after Matt LaFleur left. So I, I'm, listen, you're, you're, you're confident in yourself as a player, you're bringing in a guy that's been a head coach that has experience, it has been successful, and is going to demand a level of decorum and, and professionalism and hold accountable guys. And if you're – we heard a lot of bickering from this offense. You know, so-and-so's, you know, saying we need more rules and we've got guys, you know, loafing on plays or loafing getting off the field. Like, if I'm a leader on that offense that wants to win, you know – I like that. I like that you're bringing in a, a disciplinarian of sorts. I'm not saying he's, you know, full on militaristic, but this guy's no nonsense, and I, I think that's what they need.
2: Out of all the coordinators that got hired, there was a there was a nice uh, chunk of of hirings of coordinators throughout the NFL. I mean, Alex Van Pelt just got hired by the Patriots, Cliff Kingsbury by the Raiders, uh, Greg Roman by the Chargers, Waldron by uh, the the Chicago Bears. I mean, there's a whole list of. Of new names at coordinator positions, where do you see Arthur Smith falling in the names that were out there? And I mean, okay, Zach Robinson in, in Atlanta. Um, where do you see his? Where do you see him falling in the whole gamut of coordinators that were hired this year, and the success that he could probably have immediately, or they could have immediately, in comparison of each other?
3: I think he's probably right in the middle, mm-hmm. just because it's it's a safe hire. I think he's the most proven. Of of the names you mentioned, of Zach Robinson, of Gerard Johnson, of of, of the, the name even Alex Van Pelt got an offensive coordinator job. He hasn't called plays in years, in years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, even his time in Green Bay, he never called plays. You know, so there's to me Arthur Smith. He probably you know he's not an up and comer, so that's going to knock him down from a popularity standpoint. But in terms of immediate impact. Probably has about as good a chance as anybody to – to if he can keep this offense playing like it played the last four games and maybe a little bit better, he, you can't help but give him a, a, a passing grade next season. I mean, and and that's all the Pittsburgh Steelers want. By the way, Sean McVay never coached quarterbacks. Right. So, I, I mean, again, it's – and he's had Matt Stafford and Jared Goff and Kyle Shanahan coach quarterbacks for one season.
2: He was really. He started, I think, as a receivers coach.
3: So it's it's, you know, there's different there's different paths to the chair.
2: Fan Mori show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Pat, we talked about this earlier, and you know, I want to throw the hat back on you, the GM hat. If you're at the Senior Bowl, and don't put too much stock into the Senior Bowl. I'm just letting everybody know that right now. It's more about the individual drills and the how, how a player operates throughout the day, how they interact with people, how they approach practice, than the actual seven-on-seven drills, the actual team drills, and the actual game. I mean, it'd be insane for you to think that. A quarterback can just roll into the senior bowl with some of the best talent in college football, be asked to learn a whole new offense, be asked to be on the same page with different receivers, different offensive linemen, different voices, and to be successful within 72 hours of being uh, at the senior bowl or four or five days of being at the senior bowl. It's not going to look good. Guys are not going to be on the same page, but there is things that you can look at um, if you're scouting some of these players and especially the quarterback position. Michael Pettix Jr. is at the senior bowl. Bo Nix is at the Senior Bowl. Joe Milton is at the Senior Bowl. Michael Penix, obviously, from Washington. Bo Nix from Oregon. And Milton from Tennessee. What what are one of the top characteristics you you would look for if you're thinking about drafting a quarterback in this year's draft? And uh, out of those three guys, what would be one thing that you're like, okay, I, I got to see this to, to check my box on one of these guys?
3: I mean, all the intangible qualities I think you've got to – you've got a, a long runway here to, to assess. So you're not going to find that out in one day or one week. To me, the biggest thing is all three of these guys are shotgun-based quarterbacks that have not played much under center. I want to watch them operate a pro offense. That's the biggest thing I'd be looking for and assessing who can be plug-and-play from that standpoint if you're going to go the quarterback direction. Because to me, again, that that can be – you know, I, I know quarterback coaches in the NFL. I know coordinators in the NFL that – get guys that have played in shotgun offenses that have never taken a snap from center. Never. Mm. And this is the Pittsburgh Steel. This isn't Philadelphia or Baltimore where, you know, under center is rare and they're going to run a shotgun base zone read. This is Arthur Smith, Najee Harris, run the football. So I I think to me that would be the biggest assessment I'd be making is, okay, who makes that transition? How do they look? They function well. Um, because I have concerns about Bo Nix playing a pro style game, you know I haven't seen him do it. Michael Penix probably a little bit more so has done it. You know Joe Milton, I mean all he's seen in college are Harry splits to the sideline and RPO. That's not national. That's not NFL football. So that to me that's the biggest. That's the biggest kind of grading you know system I'd be looking at is okay how, how well is that transition going for each of these guys. If
2: you had to build a quarterback in a lab, what would the first thing you would do to build it? Build a quarterback.
3: Accuracy. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't teach accuracy at the, can't, at the next you level. You can't teach accuracy. You can't teach vision. Um, you can't take. You can't. You know, I've known guys that are really smart in the classroom that can't translate it to the field, and but but it ultimately, you know, more guys can digest information and analyze coverage. And know where to go with the ball more guys can do that that can actually put the ball in the spot it needs to be put in at the proper time with the proper velocity and that's it's accuracy accuracy wins every day of the week
2: coming up next uh i think this, the combine and that's the next uh, you know event we got the senior bowl you have the shrine bowl um the all-star games you get to see players there it's on nfl network all day long but the next event is the combine then the pro day And then it is obviously the draft. But the next, like I said, the combine is next, but I think they need to change. It's too archaic. Uh, It's too, the structure has been the same for too long. I think there are ways to change it to actually get the most out of who you're scouting, who you're looking for, and what type of player you want. I want to get Pat's thoughts on that. And also, the Steelers need to uh, have access and use up every single resource they can. And there's a resource out there that I believe would benefit the Steelers tremendously, Pat. I don't think he believes the same thing. So we'll talk about that as well,
4: but first, a big told headline. The Red Sox have announced that three-time World Series champion baseball executive Theo Epstein is returning to the organization as a senior advisor. Also in the MLB, big trade last night. Milwaukee traded away its ace, Corbin Burns, former Cy Young winner to the Baltimore Orioles for two players, Joey Ortiz and left-hander DL Hall. Sunday marks the NFL Pro Bowl. Last night was the NFL skills competition. Tonight it's the skills competition in the NHL with Sidney Crosby, lone Penguins member in the all-star game tomorrow from Toronto. Headlines, Probably Bowser, and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 93.7thefan.com.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Fan Show kickoff brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Thorn Dickerson, Pat Bostic, Austin Bechtold, Behind the glass. Austin, what's your weekend looking like? Are you uh what are you, what are you doing this weekend? You gonna you gonna call any games? You uh
4: gonna go out at all, go out on the town? You're of course. Young? I'm going to pit basketball and Just Notre Dame. Excited for that. Pat, you going? <laughs> Obviously. Yes. Doran? Uh maybe. 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 Could be a trio at the Pit Basketball game. Excited for Notre Dame. Uh Micah Shrewsbury, the coach of Notre Dame, former yeah. Penn State coach. Yeah. See what he has up his sleeve. That's Potentially all you're doing?
2: nothing. You, you're gonna do anything else this weekend?
4: Um, possibly. Might yeah. see some friends It's the friends of mine's birthday this oh, nice. weekend. Nice. So yeah, twenty first. Right. No, twenty third. Twenty third. Getting yeah. old. Wow. Yeah, we wow. might celebrate it like it's twenty first, but there you go. He's twenty three. There you go. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. What about you, Doran? Anything good?
2: Uh, my uh oldest son, his basketball team, they are actually pretty good. They scored. 60 points in a game last week. They've been together for a long time. They're a really good basketball team. But he has a tournament this weekend. You know where the tournament is at? Ohio. West Allegheny High School.
3: Oh, how about that?
2: He's really excited to go to dad's high school. And he told me that he is going to do everything it takes to win, just so I am upset that that he beat West Allegheny. And he beat the teams at West Allegheny to just shove it in my face. So good on him. I love I like the it. competitiveness. Yes. yes, Apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> Not, Not at all. No, it didn't. No, Not at it all. didn't. So I, I'm excited to uh, to see my kid play on the courts that I used to play on. It's pretty uh, surreal moment. for yeah, me. That Chase, baby. Baby will be. Let's go. Yeah, he's gonna do it. I know it is. I know he uh, he has that twinkle in his eye. I can see it. Pat, the 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 combine is the next event as we were talking about earlier. Um, but I, I think that there's ways that you could you could change the combine. The combine's been kind of the same structure for. I mean as as far as I can remember you got the 40 yard dash you got the 20 you got the vertical you got the broad jump um, the first day is the hardest day for the players at least because of the medical and you know the based off of your medical history you, you, there's a book that's right in front of you and it has every injury that you've had and some guys books are bigger than the other and then others but whatever injury you have outside of you know having concussions but you'll that's separate you'll do different concussion tests if you've had multiple concussions but every injury you've had and surgery you've had, you'll get MRI'd on it, and it's a whole day. Like, you're it's like, a,
3: you're in there for, like, 15 oh, hours, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
2: it, yeah. Based off of your book, based off of your injury history, they they check every single thing out. So, to me personally, like, that was the hardest day. Then the next day is, like, full of interviews with coaches and one-on-ones, and then the third day is the on-the-field stuff. Like, can we, can we get away from the old-school structure of the combine? I mean, do we really need to see offensive linemen run 40s? Like, I feel like it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. like when is an offensive lineman gonna run a forty? All you're doing is asking them to pull a hamstring, and get hurt. When are they ever gonna have to sprint to run a forty? You wanna see their ten yard split. Why not
3: just have them run tens? Well, here's the thing that's interesting to me. You know, and, and we've talked about this before. You know, guys wear catapults during games. They wear catapults during practice. Catapults are wearable devices that track how fast you move. Mm-hmm. Um and to me, that's more important than, like, I want to see how many miles per hour Marvin Harrison Jr. is running when he runs a nine round. Mm-hmm. Not how fast he runs a 40. Right. Like, go chase a ball down and, t- and show me how fast you run. Yes. Miles per hour. I want to see, see Zach Frazier snap and pull and how fast he moves in that period of time, the short area burst, and watch him do what Jason Kelsey does. I don't want to watch him run a 40. No. And there's actual technology now where you can measure, you can quantify that. It's not just an eye test, right? Where the catapult track the miles per hour. This guy's moving 23 miles an hour, running a nine route. I want that. I want that guy. You know, let's have a guy make a cut and how fast they get to top speed. It's easy. Started at the 20 yard line. He was at top speed. He hit 23 miles an hour at the 26. That's fast. <laughs> right. Like, that's fast. It's hell. Like,
2: I, I just, I, I don't know why they haven't, you know, evolved it. I, I do wonder where this structure does come from. Does it come from Goodell in the NFL, or does it come from, like, the coaches sit there on their coaches' meetings and they're like, okay, like, this is what we want to get out of the combine because.
3: It's standardized. It's been done the same way. No more and eyes. True, it's tried and true. Yeah. And it's dummy proof from the standpoint of it's it's not like, everyone's learning the same techniques. Right? The, everyone's, You know, there's no, there's little secrets here and there. Yeah. That, you know, hold your breath when you're doing bench press, you know, uh, lean a little bit on, you know, the, the 40 and make sure, like, you know, what those little tips are. But for the most part, it's not individualized. But I, I would put them through drills and I would quantify, uh, try to find ways to quantify performance in those drills that are specific to their position that project them to, to the next level.
2: Like, let me see how. You know what mile per hour a DB backpedals, Then I'd rather see them do that than bench press.
3: Well, it's like you know, guys say, oh, "Well, he really spins the ball." Well, how fa- how fast is it spinning? Right. Well, How many RPMs? Yeah. You can. he easily can easy. get that stuff. You know what's the velocity on the ball? Oh, he really he, he throws he throws the ball at a lot of velocity. Well, how how fast? So you can measure that stuff.
2: I just, I yeah, that I that would don't.
3: be fun. Like right. you watching the NFL Network, and, it's and you got up. a chip in a ball, and this ball's rotating at whatever you know it's rotating at so many rpms per minute or per second you know or he, he threw it the you know, air yards on a pass like you can see that but it's going you know 78 miles an hour a football that's spinning at this it's like a torpedo you know that would be fun or hey Marvin Harrison Jr. just hit 23 and a half miles per hour on a nine route. <laughs> right, right. You know, They're actually
2: doing functional football
3: stuff, like real not just time, sprinting. Real-time tracking.
2: Yeah, like when are they going to be in shorts ever again running a 40? Like it's a one-time-in-a-lifetime thing. Like you, 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 you're you, trained for months to run a 40, and it's not even a part of the well, game. There's
3: other stuff, too, like that I've never thought of. How about when you're doing an interview, how about you wear a heart rate monitor?
2: That t- Yes.
3: I want to see what your heart rate is when I'm asking you tough questions. You know, like you wanna see if a guy's got confidence? You know, I shoot might be might be pumping. Yeah. I mean You know, very that may nervous. not make the difference between, you know, whether you take a guy or not, but these are these are very, very accessible, you know, metric devices that would to me a forty yard I'd be I mean, seen plenty of dudes that could fly in a forty. That are slow when they play. Yes, there's different speed. And, there's different and speed I've, in game. I've seen more that are slower, that are four, five, 40 guys that run at four, three when it matters. Yes, yes. I mean,
2: it just, it doesn't, it, it, I feel like that they can really enhance. Now, I get it, like, there's people want to see the 40 for some reason. People are fixated on it, people are fixated on the drills. But if I was a scout, if I was a GM, if I was a coach, I'd be like, we need to start utilizing our time better. And getting what's really going on with these players that could actually equate to football.
3: Yeah, like Aaron Donald's gonna run. He you know, runs a four six, and that's that's freakish. <laughs> but but you know his ten yard splits the most important thing. Oh, he's really twitchy. His vertical jump was X. Well, you know what I'd rather see? Give me a pad, put a force monitor on it. How hard is he hitting this damn thing? Yes. That's what I want to see. Is how how hard is he hitting it? How fast is that pad moving backwards? Like where Drago with a hand strike, right? right. Like exactly, I, yes. like that would be. Now the problem with that is the general public's not going to understand that. They understand a forty, you know. So it would take some time to reacclimate. But I think it's getting stale too, dude. I yeah. think it's getting stale.
2: It's 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 stale. I mean, there, like you like you said, like there are ways. Like when you're training, you're training for the forty, but you're also training to learn how to run the forty, and to get the best time. So there are tricks to running the forty. There are tricks to. The vertical jump.
3: There's no question. I mean, the, they, they get, yeah, I got. It support. has
2: nothing to do with football.
3: No, it has nothing to do with football. I
2: don't want to see. I don't want to see Bo
3: Nix. Bo Nix is vertical. I, He's I, never going to do that. How many times are you going to stand still and jump vertically to catch ball? Never. You know, like never. Absolutely never. Like it, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I I really do think that they have the
2: means. They have, the, you know, financially to be able to enhance the combine and make it an actual, uh, you know, event for what it is actually for, but still make it enjoyable for the viewers. And like you said, it may take time for them to understand, but I'm sure that they didn't understand what the forty was whenever that first. People came love out. analytics. Yes,
3: you know, they love PFF, they love these, these, you know, ESPN analytics says this, go for it, whatever. They bring it into the combine, analytics, trackable devices. Watch guys move. You know, like, how fast are they running? You know, it's it's not 4.3 seconds. It's miles per hour.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show. But first, the Bechdel Headline. According to fan-cited insider Robert Murray, the Pirates are interested in former Yankees and Padres catcher Gary Sanchez. The Pirates report to spring training in only 13 days. Pitchers and catchers on February 15th. The Penguins... 46 games so far this season. That's fifth place in the Metropolitan Division at the All-Star break. 51 total points on the year that trails Philadelphia for fifth po- for five points back, rather, of Philadelphia. 56 total points to the Flyers for third place in the Metro. Pens in the wild Card race also trail the Detroit Red Wings by seven. Headlines, probably Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Dorn Dickerson, Pat Bostick, Austin Bechtold here with you.
2: Punxsutawney Phil, he didn't see his shadow, right? Didn't.
4: No more winner. No more winner.
2: That makes me so happy. That means golf season's right on the corner, Pat. You know, that's that's big time. Oh, it is. Big time news for us. That's big time news for us. I mean, I could tell, though, right? Couldn't you tell? I mean, next week is going to be pretty decent. This past week wasn't that bad either. It's almost. It's gotten
3: better.
4: It's almost shoot hoop season outside you shoot hoops outside? Do you like to go pick up, play some pickup basketball? I do all the time. I was playing on Wednesday. Were you? I was.
3: How'd or, you play? Play good? I, I played okay. I, I,
4: um, I play at St. E's. Oh. So I went and helped lock up the gym. Um, Playing this Wednesday. Excited for it. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I haven't
2: played pickup. Man, when's the last time I played pickup basketball? Not for a while. All right, Pat. Let's go through this right now. And we played this game eh, a couple months ago. Um, And I said... We talked about the starting quarterbacks in the NFL, all 32 starting quarterbacks, and I needed you to give me one word on each guy. So we're going to do it with the top 10 quarterbacks that are entering the 2024 draft. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Caleb Williams. Mm. Talented. Drake May. Complete. Mm. Jaden Daniels. Athletic. Michael Penix Jr. Damaged. JJ McCarthy.
3: Manager. Nix. <laughs> this is hard. Uh old. Yeah. You probably want me to say Steeler because <laughs> you yeah, have this uh, prediction. Uh-huh. Bookmark this tweet. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, intriguing. Spencer Rattler. Talented. Michael Pratt.
3: I don't know a lot about him to be honest i don't him. either he's
2: his name keeps popping up though to
3: Tul- lane yeah
2: his name keeps popping up a lot i do believe that he's at the senior
3: bowl as well he is at the senior bowl i would he's say the 75th big board prospect yeah i would say intriguing too i when i go back to to, to bow nicks for a second because intriguing is not the right word for him concerned is my word about bow nicks okay. I, I don't I wouldn't be looking for answers with Bo hmm
2: For Michael Pratt, I would say low-key, if you want to make that one word. Low-key, because it's I think... hyphenated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Right, exactly. So that is one word. Low-key for me, for him, because like you said, I don't know much about him, but I know Tulane has been a lot better than they have, they have been in the past. And he is at the Senior Bowl, and I think that he might be that guy that his name is just hanging around and creeping around that might be one of the better NFL prospects. I just have a feeling yeah. around it, just he, by the way it's going.
3: Yeah, he might be. You know, going back to Caleb Williams, and I know Doug Whaley loves him. What scares me about him is I think you're either dealing with Patrick Mahomes or Kyler Murray. Those are the two ends of the spectrum. NFL starter for sure. Is he an enigma or is he a legend? Mm-hmm. And I don't I can't I don't know which way it'll go but you have to take him if you're number 1. You have to. You, you have to. No you, chance. Got, you, you got, got you got no ha- choice. You have to
2: try to find out. Jordan Travis.
3: Post injury. I think he's limited.
2: And a guy that we saw play live, Sam Hartman. S-
3: solid. Solid, not, not, doesn't like to get hit.
2: 50 minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge, Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. All right, guys, we'll go, we'll go around the room real quick. Bechtel, we'll start with you. What does pit basketball do Saturday? Uh, Notre Dame at home, they, uh, you know, they, they came back with a uh, 12 point deficit against Wake Forest. What does pit basketball do Saturday?
4: You know, I predicted that they would lose to Duke and they won. Then I predicted that they would beat Miami, and they lost. Third time's the charm, Doran. They're going to beat Notre Dame at home by 10.
3: Yeah, I think the Panthers win. I think they've got some swag right now. It's supposed to be a great crowd. If you are not busy, get to the game. Uh, Let's get the environment up. Two great teams back. The uh, 08-9 team, I think, is back. Uh, 15-year anniversary. LeVance Field, Sam Young, DeJuan Blair also it's the 50th anniversary of the 74. I'm doing I'm doing this as justice but Billy Knight Tom Richards the late Tom Richards his, ba- his wife Mary Beth will be back so two great teams in attendance in a, in a classic big East game and a chance for the Panthers to win four or five I think they get it done
2: I do too I think they get it done it's gonna be a fantastic
4: atmosphere fantastic game you're gonna watch the NHL All-star game Becky I think it's like what at the same time as Duke, Carolina, and mm-hmm. just a couple hours before the pit game. Mm-hmm. So I will try to catch parts of it and try to see if Crosby scores two goals. Like yep. I think he will. Yep. I'll tune in and out. I won't sit down and watch it and be contently interested in what goes on. The skills competitions tonight, right? It is. It is tonight. One million dollar.
2: Purse? One million dollars. One million dollar purse. I mean, that's a great. Million. That's a great incentive. I didn't know if they got paid for anything, and they had any incentives uh, to play or be a part of the All Star weekend, be a, be a part of the All Star game. But a million dollars, and I'm sure that that will go to a charity of their choice, whoever wins. But that is a fantastic, fantastic uh, incentive for NHL players. Good on them. All right, next weekend we got the Super Bowl. Uh, Pat will be back Tuesday. Jeff Hathorn will be with me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Pat Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you got Adam Crowley. Crowley back. He's back. back, and he's excited. He's been texting me all morning. You could just tell that he is ready to roll, get back in the saddle, and get back after it, and prepare for the Super Bowl. We got a lot to talk about. Lot to talk about next week, and I'm sure some coaching um, decisions will be made for the Steelers. I have a, a little. Uh, Intuition that there's going to be another big hire that people are going to like. That's just mm. me. I don't know anything. That's mm. just me. Thank you, Pat. Good show.
3: Appreciate you having me, dude.
2: Cooking Joe up next. Good job, Beckty, on everything today. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on the new Silverado 1500 trucks. Today, high of 44 degrees with cloudy skies and a low of 32. Tomorrow, sunny skies and a high of 45. See ya.